0: Welcome to this podcast from the Arctic Frontiers Conference 2013. We're speaking with attendees, speakers, and members of the Young Scientists Forum about their work, their hopes, and their concerns for the future of the Arctic. This is a joint effort of the Arctic Frontiers Conference, the Geopolitics in the High North program, and the Arctic Institute. I'm Tom Fries. Today, I'm speaking with Greta Hovelsrud, who is a research director at the Nordland Research Institute as well as a senior researcher at the Center for International Climate and Environmental Research in Oslo, Norway. I'd also like to thank Loas, the group that's provided the music that you'll hear at the beginning and end of each podcast. Hi there, Greta. Thank you for speaking with me today. Could I ask you to start us off by introducing yourself?
1: So, my name is Greta Hovelsrud. I'm a research director at Nulan Research Institute and CISRO, Center for International Climate and Environmental Research in Oslo.
0: And could you tell us a little bit about any of your current research or plans that you have for research in the near-term future?
1: Yeah, I do climate change adaptation research, and I'm looking at the local communities and see how they... Adapt, or what the effects are of climate change combined with other socioeconomic, political changes, environmental changes. So the multiple stressors perspective on uh, adaptation uh, and uh, working mostly in the Arctic have some connections to the other parts of the world. There are some, you know, methodologies and theories that are universal.
0: Could you say a little bit more about the communities that you're working with?
1: my partners in my i've had run this big project under the international polar year called the caviar project <laughs> community adaptation and vulnerability in the arctic regions and in that project we had partners in all 8 arctic countries that were all doing sort of the similar approach to adaptation
0: are there any special skills or talents or experiences that you've had that have helped you to work well in all these different arctic communities
1: well I, I like when I get that question, I thought about how I got into this whole Arctic work, and it was, I guess coming back from a very early childhood, being interested in Nansen and like a good Norwegian. but then I went to Svalbard and I learned and I knew how to run a dog team, I knew how to sew, and then I went to Svalbard to work on a reindeer project for a few years, and I lived there on a small research station. And combined, these three things helped me. The skills of being able to run a dog team, being able to butcher an animal and actually live from doing that, and then make clothing that will make you survive (laughs) in the Arctic. They were all useful skills when I went to East Greenland to work with Greenlanders and live there for a couple of years. And it, it just taught me that nothing that you do is useless.
0: Well, how wonderful to have an opportunity to learn that lesson and what an, what an amazing set of skills. Let me ask you next, how do you think that your work is contributing to a, a better future for the Arctic, whatever that might mean uh, to you?
1: Well, I think I have to explain how I got into my current research. Because for a while, we learned that the Arctic was very... Everyone in the Arctic were vulnerable to climate change. And I thought, are they? Are we people living here in the north, really? And so from my anthropological background, I asked, I posed a question to the communities without actually thinking about climate change but asking what's important to you here. What what are the major, major issues? And by doing a bottom-up sort of approach, I learned a lot more than just sitting in Oslo thinking, oh, here we have some Sami, they must be vulnerable. And so in, instead we found a lot of strength and skills and, of course, experience and knowledge and all this. And from that perspective, I, I feel like I have already starting to contributing to the to the approach to how we actually understand climate change and maybe learning that this is not a sort of a linear. There's a lot of exchange and integration because most people are interested in the geopolitical stuff. But what we have to do to make it easier or better is to actually say this is relevant across the board. It's not just that little community here or there, which is not very interesting to you know, the big world out there but if you can if you can translate case studies into something that's transferable and generalizable then I think we have been able to reach out a little bit
0: so because of your community oriented approach you have to keep a lot of different social and political and economic and environmental issues in mind all at once as you are watching all of these different issues uh, being debated, what do you think is missing from the conversation? Um, what should people be talking about that they aren't?
1: Hmm. I think we've, we have an obligation to talk about not just opportunities, but what this actually means for the globe, the climate change issue, the fact that the, the ice is melting, which presents enormous opportunities for people like myself in Norway, northern Norway. But I do think... The world, it's an ethical issue in many ways that we're not talking about the flip side of climate change outside the region. There are people out there who will drown. <laughs> I mean, not their, the people, but their land, Bangladesh and other. The low lying islands will have problems. And I think it's important to, to always think about the other side of the coin. When we look at the opportunities, the opportunities are great, and they will be utilized, and, and we are rejoicing in many ways. But we are not talking about what this means for for the rest of the globe.
0: You said when we were chatting before that you've come to Arctic Frontiers many times. Why do you why do you keep making that effort? Why do you keep taking the time? What do you think is the value of Arctic Frontiers and events like it?
1: It's important to be here to share and listen and meet colleagues that have you met before many, many, many times. But most of all, to just see where, where is it, where is where is the science going? I'm mostly interested in the science.
0: Thanks for joining us for this interview. Follow along with the series on iTunes or via our websites, ArcticFrontiers.com and TheArcticInstitute.org. The music you've heard at the beginning and end of this interview is from Loess from their album Wind & Water. You can hear more from them on iTunes. Just search for their name, which is spelled L-O-E-S-S.